You're on Energy Groove Radio. This is the Music Weekly. My name is Brad. Pleasure to have your company this afternoon. Now, renowned DJ and music producer KLP is back with her first solo single in a good while. It's called Busy Dancing, and it's uh, my new favourite excuse for getting out of pretty much anything uh, responsible in my life. KLP joins me via Zoom now to chat about it. KLP, how are you this afternoon? I'm really good. I love that this is your excuse to get out of anything responsible. That was my motivation writing the song. First up, tell me about making this track. From what I understand, you started making it in Melbourne with a producer by the name of Torrin Foote, who we love, but you've never actually met him in person before. So tell me about that experience. Yeah, I hadn't met him. I was playing a show. So this is, I think, pre-COVID. So we're talking two years ago. And I was playing a show in Melbourne and I think we were just chatting and I said, oh, why don't I fly down earlier and we can jump in the studio. So we jumped in and came up with this idea. I think we only had a few hours and then I kind of brought it back to Sydney with me and slowly finished it off. Um, But it, it was one of those things that was just so fun to meet him on the spot, jump in, just start a beat together and he's just such a legend. He's just such a lovely guy to to work with and like great ideas to throw around in the studio as well. It sounds like it was a very productive uh, session for you. Does it always gel that well for you when you step in a studio with someone who you've really only just met in person? No, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> sometimes you can step in and I think if people put up barriers it can really stop things you have to just be willing to just have fun and and almost say yes to things or or if you are going to shut something down and say no provide another um option of you know whatever it is to do with the track or a a lyric etc and i think it's it's really fun when you meet those people that you work well with and they're the people that you then go back and try and work with again. And the others, even if it's not a successful session, you can kind of leave it and go, all right, well, maybe I won't work with that person again or I'll you know, learn from the mistakes of that session and take that into my next one. So in that way, I guess there's never a bad session, maybe mm. just a slightly less productive one. But I suppose because you're making dance music, um, having that aspect of fun um, just makes the whole process a lot easier and probably translates quite well through into the music. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you need to be able to dance to something, it's all about the the groove and the energy that the song brings. You can't overthink it too much. And I think the songs that I've written that have been the most successful have been the ones that I just don't overthink it and I just go for it. And, you know, that's how the track Energy came about when I wrote that with Stace Cadet. That's how this one came about. Whereas if you're really going over and over things, it really it kills the vibe a little mm. bit. Yeah. And that line I love, I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent. Um, now, from what I understand, that that was, I mean, you recorded it and then you ended up using the first take. Yeah, like the actual first take. So the first time those words came out of my mouth, I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent. Um, and I think I had another line after it, too busy dancing, da, da, da. like it went on with some other lines. And then we thought, no, no, let's go with this. I'll go back and record it. But there was something in the delivery of that first time. It's almost like this carefree, lazy, cool delivery I just couldn't seem to match it, so we just <laughs> kept it. 
I love that. Um, now, it seems to have dropped pretty serendipitously. I know you you mentioned that you, this was pre-COVID when you were kind of making it, but um, I guess releasing the track was quite apt because Sydney started to open up again and clubs and other venues, we were allowed to dance in them again, which is crazy. Yes. Um, I imagine yep. for someone who's carved a very successful career out of DJing, performing and making dance music, living through a time when singing and dancing was effectively outlawed must have seemed fairly dystopian. So how, how was that experience for you when literally, I guess, the shackles were put on uh, your little DJ hands? Oh, yeah. If someone had have told me a few years ago that my job would essentially be kind of illegal, um, I would have laughed at them. I would have said, oh, absolutely not. They, you know, they can't do that. That's not, it's not possible. It was really heartbreaking to not only from a financial perspective, not being able to work, but something that you've essentially studied, you know, you, you work so hard to become, I guess, a master at your craft and it's something that you're so passionate about and you're highly skilled in that area and to not be able to, to do it was quite, yeah, frustrating. You lose a bit of purpose in life and it's very easy for people to just say, oh, but you could just go and get another job. But, you know, as I said, we've studied for years to be able to do this and it's, it's just not that simple. So, yeah, it was really hard to, to cope with it and the constant on, off, on, off of shows and things has almost been so exhausting for the whole industry I feel like even though things are open now it's a little bit of a slow start because everyone's really worn out and really tired from um, the the highs and lows of it so I hope that it's onwards and upwards from here I really hope so yeah, I think we we all hope really. It, it, yes. I can I can totally understand that exhaustion, and I suppose the slow start is kind of expected after all of the on off and having the rug pulled out from underneath you time and time again mm-hmm. from restrictions. So um, having that slow start, I think all of us are kind of just cautiously optimistic. A hundred percent. Like the amount of times over the last two years. I've been on a phone call saying, yeah, things are looking good now. It's, it should, we should be good now. This is good. And then, you know, a month later, all it takes is one morning and there'll be like a series of emails that come through or a text message or a phone call and then just a, a whole lot of shows just cancelled, you know, months and months of work just gone. So, yeah, we're very cautiously optimistic at the moment, I guess. It's yeah, especially considering you are like that is your work, that is your expertise. You have yeah. um, a family to support as well. Um, I can only imagine the financial pressure um, and strain, and the also the emotional pressure on yourself as an artist. Uh, what that would do to you. Um, the last couple of years must have been really challenging. Yeah, the emotional pressure is is a lot. You know, not being able to. I mean, but for anyone, not even in this industry, just I don't know if you felt it, but not being able to touch people and hug people or be on a dance floor, experiencing something with a bunch of people is such a special thing. It's such a great way for people to to connect and to not be able to do that and have the adrenaline from it and the culture that it brings just made life a little less exciting and less fun to be living. 
Well, let's be cautiously optimistic for this year, but I did notice that yes. you you were actually able to road test this track um, in front of audiences a little uh, earlier this year. So how were the first kind of few shows back after some time, I guess, away from the decks? It must have felt a bit strange getting back in front of such a large group of people again. Yeah, it's felt quite surreal. Um just seeing that many people in the one space, being able to perform, it's been, yeah, very surreal. And I tell you what, it just really makes you appreciate every moment. I definitely don't take anything for granted anymore. Um, I think a gig is happening days before. It, it's Everything is very short-term at the moment, um, but it, it's feeling good. I am feeling really optimistic about the future. And how important is it for you to get a track like Busy Dancing in front of a crowd to kind of test the waters? I imagine having that crowd interaction um, offers you something as an artist um, there, some feedback. Oh, 100%. And I kind of wish I had that a little more through... Um, lockdown it was one thing you couldn't do is be testing out songs and testing out not only your own music but I think to create a great DJ set you need to know what songs work with audiences and which ones connect and which ones work in certain orders to take the audience on a little bit of a journey and not having that was was scary because to suddenly have shows back again I'm kind of making up for lost time and re I guess re-meeting audiences if that makes sense mm. and figuring out what makes them tick. Mm. This is your first kind of solo piece of work in a while. You released a string of hits collaborating with Stace Cadet as you mentioned earlier and more recently with La La Re which you know would have been heaps of fun. Uh, is Busy Dancing going to form a larger body of work um, in the future? Yeah, I'm working on an EP, so I've Great. largely got it finished. I'm just kind of doing finishing touches on a bunch of tracks now for it, so hopefully that'll be out later this year. Lovely. And is that all kind of uh, KLP solo stuff or are we featuring some other artists in there as well? All KLP solo stuff at the moment. Love it. Just, you know, just doing my own thing. No, I love that. Now, if you don't mind, I'd like to talk a little bit about motherhood and dance music. I, I actually sure. really enjoyed watching the videos that you shared on your YouTube um, about your, <laughs> your pregnancy journey. Um, congratulations, by the way, on the arrival of your, oh, your second child. Um, you mentioned in one of those videos that you returned to work after about two months after the birth of your first child. Now, I'm not a parent, so I really have no idea, but I imagine that when you do have a child, whether it's your first or your second, and you're a busy working person with a career, I suspect that your identity um, will be challenged when you have a child and you have to adjust to this new person that is in your life and perhaps this new person that you are now. A hundred percent it does. You've nailed it. Your identity totally changes. You almost kind of grieve for the um, life you had before because things will never be the same from then onwards and there's uh, you know it's really hard to be touring I mean it's hard to just go out for dinner or go get a coffee at times when you've got kids and you have just so much um, responsibility it does give you this amazing sense of purpose that I don't think I ever would have expected that was something that was just that's pretty magical but at the same time there's a hell of a lot of responsibility Um, and so I guess for me it's a constant 
balancing act to balance all the different sides of the things that are important to me. So whether that's um, being a mum or being able to, you know, pursue my passion and, and my music and my career. And for me, I've learned that they're both really important. And if I can find a really nice balance, I'm the best I can be at both of them. So I'm the best mother if I get to go and, you know, play shows and, and do my work. And then I'm also great at performing because it's such a release when you do get to go and, and travel and, and do that, you know, away from family time. So mm. at the moment, I mean, an starting to be in a nice little groove with the two of them. Well, that's good. It's nice to hear that the two worlds have kind of comfortably found this this symbiosis going on. I, I love that. Um, I imagine well, It's not comfortable all the time. It's, <laughs> it's an absolutely chaotic a lot of the time, but it's a, it's a balancing act that I'm slowly learning to balance. <laughs> well, I'm, I imagine they'd have similarities, motherhood and, and being a DJ. You get some long sleepless nights and, and people screaming for your name all the time. <laughs> You've nailed it again. That's exactly, exactly it. Um, and I noticed that you were actually able to take um, your first child on tour with you. Do you think that will happen again um, or is that something that you only do once? Um, I think having one, it was so much easier to take them on tour, but two is a whole other, <laughs> um, a whole other ball game. Um, so I don't think so. I think, I mean, never say never. I'm sure if there's an opportunity where I can make a little bit of a holiday of it, then I would Mm. do that. But, um, it's just so much harder with the two of them. And, you know, they're also at daycare now and they've got their friends at daycare. Um, Mm. you know, they they have their own lives and I don't want to pull them out of their own routine as well. So again, trying to find the balance between the two. Yeah, they've got their own little busy schedules now. Um, they do. <laughs> well, do you think that perhaps you would be making any uh, kids dance music <laughs> in the future? Well, you know, I have a whole kids project um, oh. called Diver City with Matt O'Kine, X Triple J. Um, yeah, right. Okay. Do you know Matt, Matt O'Kine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if, if you just search Diver City, so D-I-V-E-R space C-I-T-Y, Diver City, as in a bit of a play on diversity. Um, we have two kids' albums, both are oh nominated um, and there's definitely some kids' dance music in there. Well, uh, excuse me for not doing my research <laughs> there. I'm not in the target audience for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the last album we actually collaborated with a bunch of um, other muso parents. So you'll wow. find there's Andy Bull, there's... Um, uh, who else is on it? Uh, Touch Sensitive, Betty Blackman, Art for Science. Um, yeah, Sam um, Cromack from Ballpark Music wrote some songs on it. So yeah, right. there's, yeah, a, a lot of people that collaborated on the last album. Oh, well, there you go. All the cool parents getting together and making music. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's next for 2022 for, for KLP? Oh, what's next? Well, I guess. It doesn't feel like what's next because it feels like I'm only just starting to get amped up again after COVID. So just taking it one day at a time, more shows, more music, just slowly ramping things up again. Christy Peters, KLP, thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thank you so much.
You're on the Music Weekly. That was KLP joining us to talk about her brand new single called Busy Dancing, which is out now through Medium Rare Recordings. If you want to follow up on that chat, listen back to it or maybe find all the links to KLP's music, head to our website, go to energy-groove.com. My name's Brad. Let's hear KLP's single Busy Dancing right now on Energy Groove. I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent I'm too busy dancing, all my money been spent I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent I'm too busy dancing, all my money been spent I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent I'm too busy dancing, all my money been spent I'm too busy dancing, I forget to pay rent I'm too busy dancing, all my money been spent Money in my head 